This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nina Kauza Show. We're back after the international break. Uh, Merseyside derby, not like one that you've seen in a very long time. So many controversies, so much drama. Oh my God, we are so angry and um, robbed. Um, there's so much to talk about. I'm, I'm actually lost for words, which is rare for me. Um, this show is brought to you in partnership with Liberty Shield, your perfect VPN companion for all your entertainment and privacy needs where you can get 25% off everything using the coupon code AIVPN. That's right, 25% off with the coupon code AIVPN. Get your free get your 48 free trial at Liberty Shield today immediately and start encrypting your internet connection. This will um, stop your IPS login traffic and bypass blocks on any geo-restricted or blocked IPTV content, which is a must right now with all these pay-per-view games. Right, guys, um, now that's out of the way, let's introduce my guests. And we've got some callers as well joining me on this podcast. I cannot think of two better, better contributors. My God, I am expecting a lot of passion, a lot of passion and a lot of fire. So you know what? Let's introduce them in. And you know what? Um, uh, first up. Um, I am delighted to be joined by Justin Wells, um, host of the USA podcast and all-round awesome dude. Justin, how are you? Um, I am both uh, encouraged by the, the goodness of others after the LFC and why uh, Food Drive for Fans supporting food banks being able to raise 65, 60, it's about $6,000 for uh, fans supporting food banks. And at the same time, uh, outraged at Michael Oliver and whoever was the VAR official in that particular game. Uh, first of all, I have to absolutely congratulate you for you and your team's efforts. Uh, that was absolutely incredible. I love seeing fans get together and helping a worthy cause. And Gigi Buffon was right. Michael Oliver, you do have a dustbin heart. Confirmed. And joining Mando, uh, it's, a, it's a great duo. It's a familiar voice. You guys are really going to love this show. It is Amando Angulo. Welcome to the show, Mando. Hey, Nina. How you doing? Um, I don't, I'm just more uh, happy to speak to you, to be honest, both of you two, than what I'm actually going to discuss. No, I mean, I, I agree. And yeah, to your guys' point, really awesome what, what the, the folks at LFC and Y are doing and Justin and, and 
just kudos to them and we just need more good in the world so that's beautiful to see absolutely i uh, couldn't agree more i mean um it finished 2-2 guys um there is a lot of talking points i think we've got a caller who um i need to get on asap and then we'll kind of discuss the game harinda welcome to the show hello hello mando hello justin hello kaza I'm all right, considering what's happened. I'm all right. I think that would have been terrible. There would have been literal. I think there would have been riots leaving uh, Goodison if that match was live and fans were in it, in that sense. That's maybe a good point, yeah. Yeah, we, we literally would have been tearing. If we weren't tearing each other apart, we would have been tearing somebody from Everton apart. You can't tear the stadium apart. It comes torn apart when you get in. Um, I have a very, very simple question for the panel. How do we repair the confidence of our defence? Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I, I. That's a good question. You know, we were flying a lot last year, but we were we just had a really good defensive record. The team was playing great. Um, confidence was at an all time high. I think it becomes really difficult when you lose your best uh, defender, like you have in Virgil Van Dyke, and you're playing a backup keeper, uh, where the gap of quality from Allison to Adrian is just the Grand Canyon. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that these guys. Uh, my biggest concern as far as confidence is concerned right now is, is, is Joe Gomez. I think Joe Gomez has looked lost for a little while now. Um, his confidence is shaken. It's nice to see Joe Matthew back, and he was rusty today. Um, he hasn't had a lot of match time. That makes sense. Mm. Uh, ultimately, I don't want to blame Joe Gomez. I don't want to blame anybody, but he seems like the defender that we've had that is lacking confidence more than anybody. Um, and I don't know what, what that is. I mean, because he has all the skill in the world to, to be world-class. We've seen it. When he's on, he's on. You know, he has the pace. He has the strength. He, even Ariel Lee is good. But right now, he's timid. He seems lost out there. He's ball-watching. He doesn't know positionally where he's at. He loses his man far too often. Um, and I don't know how you change that. Uh, you know. Do you think he's still not managed to shake off what happened against Villa? It feels like, for me, that's still plaguing him. I mean, it's possible. He's a young man, right? But, like, mm. at a certain point, you have to move on. He's had two weeks. International break came and went. He's played minutes for England. He had match time. Um, he, you know, at a certain point, you got to turn the page and you got you, you to, gotta, you know, do what you have to do. I think, to your point, I mean, I think off the show we were discussing, or off uh, before the show started, we were discussing how uh, he probably wasn't expecting to play today. You know, he, mm. he, he got his name on the bench. He probably mentally said, okay, this is a nice little break for me. Uh, he mm. called in uh, unexpectedly. Um, but you gotta be you gotta be ready. You gotta be professional, That's you gotta true. do yes. what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um ultimately the more concerning thing is how consistently bad he's been. It's not today. Uh today was atrocious, especially on the on, on the Calvert Lewin goal. He was lost. You know, who was he marking there? Five meters away from the closest man. That 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 just is unacceptable. Um w- both goals were would arguably, um, in my opinion, um, would probably not have happened with Virgil Van Dyke in there. Mm. Um or, or arguably with Allison, especially the first one. Um, but uh, it's just hard to to say this is solely a confidence thing when you are missing your two best players back there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I'm going to quote a show that Gags recommended Ted Lasso. And Ted Lasso said to his player, you know what the most happiest animal, you know what the happiest creature is? It's a goldfish because they have a short memory. And maybe, you know, Joe Gomez, like you said, needs to put this behind us. Man, um, 
Justin, I'm going to come to you because I think Mando has made some very, very sound points there. And what I kind of noticed was there was a lack of leadership. There was no one screaming. Calvert-Lewin has got two hat-tricks for Everton. So you know he's their danger man. What I found strange was the fact that nobody picked up. And you said before the pod um, that both um, uh, Gomez and Robertson were pretty much daydreaming in that scenario for the second one. Yeah, they were completely and totally at, like... At sea, Robertson and because Robertson and Gomez are both in a position where they could at the very least go up and contest it. Neither one of them does, right? And it doesn't look like either one of them knows where the other one's supposed to be. Uh, the ball, the ball in takes Matip out of the play, right? So your best aerial, your best aerial defender is without Van Dyke is Joel Matip. And if he's not in the play, nobody's going to pick him up. And you can't, you can't just have Calvert Lewin. You can't get a lot, let a guy who's been that good in the air get free jumps. You at the very least have to just try to put, push off his timing by jumping. Even if you don't get to it, you might push off his timing. But that's just not what happens there. But going back to uh, Herinder's original question, how do you get the defense, um, back, the confidence back in the defense? I think one of the things is we looked good against Arsenal, even defensively, and Gomez looked good there too. Yes. But it's the second that Allison goes out, and then you have Adrian coming in. And then after the, the 7-2 against Villa... And then you have Van Dyke going out in the first five minutes. That is a perfect storm of basically what's probably our strongest defense. I, I would venture to say that it's probably um, <clears throat> on form over the last 18 months, Matip, Van Dyke, and Allison being in the middle, right? Because that's the one that took you to the Champions League final. That's the one that started out last season, like a, basically like a you know house on fire until Matip goes down with injury. And Matip has been very, very, very good and does a lot of things that are complimentary to Van Dyke. Now, this is not to take a shot at Gomez, because Gomez comes in last season uh, after the Matip injury, and you know our defensive form went up a tick. Um, at times, he's better than Virgil van Dyke. You know, at times, he was. Yeah. But people also need to remember, you know, Matip, older, older player. So consistency in form is the type of thing that he's probably worked through. Van Dyke, nearly 30. Gomez is 23 years old. He's still a very young player in a position where players don't typically mature until they're a little bit older, right? It is a, it is a position yes. that takes a lot of positional mm-hmm. sense and nous. And that's not something that Gomez, you know, that's, that's the part of Gomez's game that it can, occasionally goes lacking. It's the physical traits that keep him in, but occasionally it's, you know, the same two things have been his undoing through his entire career, aerial presence and, uh, the consistency of positioning. And that's what, that's what did him in today. It's what did him in against Villa. I also think that, you know, as far as getting our defense back and fixed, it's partly luck, right? Because once again, you're going with Matip, Gomez, and Adrian. That's a huge step down from, you know, Matip or Gomez, Van Dyke, and Allison. So part of it is we just need to hope that Van Dyke's not injured that badly and then Allison comes back sooner than we thought. Because I also, you know, Adrian was much better today than he was against Villa, but he still wasn't good. Pickford got Pickford got away. We went at the end. Uh, in comparison, he was much worse. But he made some good saves as well. I think the Gomez yeah. thing, um, the Gomez thing. I think he he definitely the goal could have done better. But apart from that, in the air, which is weak for him, he won four out of five. And I was actually noticing that during, during the game, he beat Calvin Lewin most of those, which is something you know, like in the normal gameplay. But the biggest time when it mattered, he didn't even contest it, which is which is the crazy bit. So. I mean that that's a positive side in the other sense when it's coming back and forth from you know when the ball's in the end he's won them against him and that's an improvement on what I've seen in the past but the goal yeah you know whether he could have reached got there or not who knows and Robbo was just standing still as well but you know but, but I think before least- I think I think before that though Trent is so stagnant you know it just 
should follow. It shouldn't the cross shouldn't be allowed in. One hundred percent. The cross shouldn't be allowed in. You know, and 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 we. How many times did we do that, Mando? Today, with we uh, with Rodriguez, we were two or three times. A lot. We were lacking with, with, a know? lot. Without exactly. a doubt. And, and and that was Sadio on uh, Rodriguez. There was um, there was Robbo on Rodriguez. A couple of times that we just let them let him let him cross field it. Let him put the cross in. What? Come on, the guy doesn't sprint. Where's the smartness? But you know he's not going to sprint. Put him, get tight on him. He's not going to sprint no, past you. There was no leadership back there today, though. <sighs> no one is shouting to Nin's point. No one is directing. No one is is is. is How can you? Out. I'm not being funny. Like I know you can't get tight to players now because literally you get tight to a player, they will go down and it's a penalty, or you'll touch the ball and it's handball. I get that. The the the, the rules have made the game very very difficult. And it kind of these are outside the box, though, Nin. Yeah, so it's okay. I, yeah. I, I get all this, but what my issue is is how can that team, after losing seven two, come in against Everton in a in 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 those situations at set pieces where you're weaker and not think there's the danger? Why was why didn't no one have the initiative or the sense to pick him up? He should, you know, like I'm not being funny. Opposition teams do this to our attack. They always target Marnie. Marnie was an absolute handful by the world. We'll talk about the positives in a minute. But what I'm saying is teams specifically target our attack and they try parking the bus and they do things to stop things. And I felt like it was a moment of lapse of concentration, but that's the difference between you winning a league and you not doing things because how many more times are we going to do that? I know our, our back four was disjointed. I get that and I respect that and I, I acknowledge that, but you should still be geared on the fact that that is their danger man right there. And I think Keem just said, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna keep defending Joe. Um, that's what Calvin Lewin does. I'm a credit to the player. So therefore, point, you know, case in point, he is their threat. But Trent's in a derby. Trent's local. This should mean everything to him. He should be busting the second. He should be busting second, third, fourth, fifth gut to stop crosses can't going in. And it's See, John he... Gomez, but you got blamed for the same one against Villa, right? You know the. But literally, he was covering the right back position for Trent, who had ball watched and gone out of position. Didn't keep a, an eye on Watkins, who he should have. Had he gone down there with Watkins, Gomez would have come across, and it would have been two and one. He never gets into cutting in score. Oh. Those things, know? right? Like you said, there. Trent is Trent is really off at the moment. Gags, Gags, did you know something in the dying minutes? Um, dying minutes, they um, Everton went on a bit of a counter attack, and Mo Salah was literally the last defender that had to clean up the mess. I was sat there like, why is he doing that? That's not his. I mean, yeah, it's good that he said that he did it. Thank God he did that. Yeah, I was glad that he did it, but he shouldn't have been doing it. Ah, uh, guys, you know what? Um, there, there is a bit of something going on with our defense. I, I kept on thinking it was a blip. It was, you know, like a flash in the pan in regards to their blip. And last week, after Villa defeat, I was a bit nervous as to whether this could ever happen again because the way that it happened, the manner that it, could ha- that it happened. Um, today, obviously, it didn't look like it was going to happen. Everton, for their credit, did play a good game. All right. And, John Nick Calvert-Lewin's been watching Cristiano Ronaldo videos of how to jump and, and meet headers by the looks of things because he's got some serious height on that jump. Fucking hell. Um, but you, when you put that all to a side, they were there for the taking and we were taking them and then we weren't. And then we were and then we weren't. No, but then, Mark, come on. We got robbed. 
This is. We have been robbed today. We 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 have been robbed. No denying that. Hundred percent. We have been robbed. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit and criticize the the the, the attack and all that. They did the job. Hendo should have a winner in a derby. I was out of my seat. That was and Pickford yes. should be absolutely ripped apart because yes. that is a shit save and that's not offside. As right, he's just put in the in the in the live show chat. You know, if you take Allison and VVD Pickford out should of be this fucking team, extinct. You take Allison and VVD out of any team in any world, and they will look fragile. I'm sorry, yes. they will. So you got to expect that. That's something that we're going to expect. You take two of the best players in the world in their position out of your team. And you're telling me you're expecting them to, this team to be exactly the same. Yet we spent 70 million for a reason on each of those because they were yes, unique Gags. players. W- one know? second, Gags. I go back to the fact Trent's local. Trent knows what a derby is all about. If, if, if let's say someone like Joe, and Joe Gomez should understand this by now. Actually, all of our defense should understand this by now. But Trent, to be lackadaisical, to use the word that's being bounded around, it, it's criminal, right? It really is, especially in the derby. There's no getting away from that. No, and I, I'm, I'm very, rarely, I'm, I'm very, I'm very rarely critical of our players to this degree. But our defense, you know, in a Punjabi way, they need a good slap. All of it doesn't matter if the fucking ref does his job from minute one to ninety-five. Yeah, it does matter, though, Gags, but it does matter, though, because this, this isn't the, the defense hasn't been an isolated problem to today. We're coming off a of seven to two. And then prior to that, we've been shaky as well. Like this defense this season has not been solid. Right. And, and then last season we built upon our defense. Like our attack is always going to score goals and we're going to be electric. That's what, what, what they do. Right. But like the defense was solid last year. That's what did. That's what won us that title. Uh, this year, it's not been at all from the jump. Yeah, apparently, it's just been inconsistent. Um, it, yeah, BT threw a stat that apparently our defense is as bad as um, uh, Fulham. That says a lot. Well, it would with the one game thrown in there. Content. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah I mean, that's, that's a stat. But you, can't, like you can't just erase that shit. No, you can't. You can't. I know you it's can't. an outline. Yeah, it I happens. know it's an outline. But it's five games but or it four happens. games. It's five games. When you get over that's to 10, 15 games, then we'll see if we're still as bad as Fulham. It's not enough numbers. It's not enough games. Well, if Virgil's out no. for an extended period of time and Allison doesn't hurry his ass back, I think will... Allison's back midweek. Personally, the way that he's the club's talking, he should be back has, midweek. Has but... anyone heard anything about Virgil Van Dijk? Has he mentioned anything? Anyone? He did. He said it's, he said he doesn't look good, and he said Thiago might be injured as well. Dope, dope. That's what we because, need. Yes. Well, yes. because that in, that tackle at the end was horrendous. So you can because go and talk about that afterwards. Hold on, hold on, That's emboldened by Michael Oliver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Ten minutes, absolutely. he gave them the leeway, that. and he gave them the green light to go out there and fucking butcher people. That was We've the fucking t- problem. He lost control of that match within the first fucking ten minutes. Yeah, man. And then the, in a derby like that, where you know that emotions run high, and a player that is always playing on edge, as Richarlison does. That is liable to happen if you allow the fucking game to get out of hand, which he did. I mean, I, I want to understand effectively why Alan is allowed to run around and just kick the living shit yeah. out of everybody. Mm-hmm. It's the type of thing where I wish sometimes our players were, like, for, for better or worse, sometimes our players are choir boys really kind of outside Fab, who's the only one who has any sort of snide in them sometimes. But if the other team is setting up to go in there... Rubble and, two. 
Yeah, and Robbo too. But if the other team's going in there and setting up, I'm not even saying to play physical. I mean to actually fucking injure you because that's how Everton played. Everton yes. played to injure other players. Yes. Not just, like, they crossed the line from being physical to being fucking cheap, right? Yes. And if the other team is doing that to you, you've got to fucking do that back to them. I'm sorry. That's the only way that you're going to be able – that's how you defend yourself in that situation, right? You don't want to be the one to escalate that, but if the other team is going in at, at you in that way – like Andre Gomez should have been should have seen a yellow card really early for the, the same thing that Mane was sent off uh, for against um, against City. You have the tackle. You have Pickford's fucking horror tackle that absolutely should have been a red card. Right? Anybody who thinks that that shouldn't be a red card basically is so biased in how they want to look at Liverpool that they're just ignoring reason. You have R- Richarlison even pulling out of that tackle. It was so bad that it was a red card. And, Mate, you, you, I even had a Man United fan come to me and say. After the game, both decisions were the worst he's seen. Yeah, every like, come possible, on. like, like, not even getting into the decisions around the offsides because I thought, first off, I thought BVD was on and Mane was on. Let's not even get, not even discussing those. Just talking about how Everton set up to play today. Their method was going into this with their with their blood boiling, right? Yeah. You have to match that physically to protect yourself. They came into right? a football game playing rugby. Or, yeah. MMA, or MMA or something. You know, they, they were playing a different sport. It was disgusting. I, You know what? Um, it's appalling. I was just watching that and I was like, if I was an Everton fan, I'd be absolutely disgraced. There's snide, like you said. There's professional snide and then there's outright just wrong foul play. Yeah, there's, there's a, there is a line. You A lot of people want to play and flirt with that line. Ancelotti definitely has an eye for a player who does that considering also it seems like Allen is the one player he's bringing with him every place right now and Allen is a player who plays on that line and uh, he, he his team crossed that line frequently today and another thing that I want to call out just on Everton from how much of a fucking disgrace they were because they absolutely were was um, James Rodriguez getting tugged back and trying to get a player carded yes. I'm sorry I'm sorry mate you don't fucking do that when your team is when your team is tactically set up to do what they can, and Jordan Pickford fucking scissor kicks and injures Virgil Van Dyke, shut the fuck up, man! Like you don't get to like sit there and try to get other players sent off when your team is playing dirty as hell and avoid any sort of comment. Like I, I get that people right now are you know, and a lot of the people in the English press are are having a love in on James Rodriguez because of his start to life in uh, in an Everton shirt, but. You know, once again, that's just another point of absolute disgrace from a team that I thought would played, you know, well. Um, I certainly think that we were better than them through on, on the balance of 90 minutes today, but disgraceful. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to let Harinda just have the final say and then we have another caller. As you can tell, this show's a bit erratic because I think emotions are everywhere and rightly so. So Harinda, I'll let you have the final say and then we'll move on. Yeah, up the Reds. Do you know what? We've got Ajax midweek and then uh, Sheffield United. Two good chances for Liverpool to A, show their metal midweek in Europe and then come back and destroy Sheffield. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Righty there, just put in Botox face, James waving fake um, cards. You know what? Um, uh, he does look like he's, um, uh, you know. Holding on to fake, holding on to fake injured ankles as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> look at me not judging a player's opinions. Right, he did it there, right there. Okay, we're going to be joined by our next caller, who normally sounds dead relaxed and calm. I'm intrigued to see what he sounds like today and his emotions. It is Yona. Yona, welcome to the show. Hi, Nina. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to I, have you. 
I just want to say something in my opinion here. If something that close, I'm talking about the offside, of course, of Mane. If something is that close to not being offside or being offside, it shouldn't even go to VAR and nonetheless being given. In my opinion, that's just let the game run. Why? You know what? That is such a good talking point. And I want to talk about this, right? First and foremost, I know um, Mando and Justin, let's talk about this. First and foremost, we're Liverpool fans and something didn't go our way and we're pissed off. But I think those kind of decisions are slowly taking the passion away from the game. Like, your naked eye would not pay attention to any of that. I don't know what they were nitpicking there. There There was no offside. It was completely legit. I don't know what the officiating was playing at there. That's what football is all about. That last-minute winner... You know, I was kind of envisioning, you know, like I had flashbacks of, you know, the Divo Carigi goal against Pickford, you know, those kind of moments. And I felt like we were robbed of that. And I feel like the neutrals are robbed of that as well. It's all... Pendo was robbed as well. Yes, the, today, the, yeah, Pen. The problem is the human element to VAR, right? It goes to VAR and they have these this, this system in place, which is is is, you know, set up to, in, in theory, get the decision right, which is probably what any every anybody and everybody wants right like that's what it's in place for theoretically the problem there is you still have a human being on one end taking a look you know and and i mean ultimately it's one person's decision there and and they it's a clearly the wrong decision but it's still somebody's opinion when it's the facts are laid out there so it's the human element that's the problem if you're not 100 percent sure then have the fucking official michael oliver who was terrible but have him go take a look too like at this point to call both of those the first foul by Pickford and not even take a look at that shit that injured Virgil van Dyke, like not even take a fucking look. And then the second part of that is, is the offsides by Mane, which to your point is so close, right? So close to the point where clearly it's not even right because they could, they're drawing the lines off his arm in incorrect places because if he fucking scores, with that part of his arm, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just fucking ridiculous, right? But it's the human element. That's the problem here. It's the fact that somebody there is not interpreting or is interpreting the rules in their own fucking perception. And that's the problem. If they're going to have VAR, it's got to be completely automated. That's what we need is complete automation for this. If not, this is never going to work because people are prone to make mistakes. We're, that is exactly what the fuck we are. We are prone to make mistakes. We are imperfect. And, and and so I don't know something this big something this 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 is clearly to me it, it just fits the narrative of what I guess ultimately you know the love in with Everton still right because this should have been us we should have ran away with this game like this is I'm so fucking angry but it's the human element here that's the problem it's the element to this process you need to automate it if you're gonna fucking automate something if you're gonna have technology in place then have technology fully in place. Don't let people interfere. Don't let perceptions interfere. Don't let biases interfere. And that's arguably what's happening here. Yeah, I feel like a few weeks ago, there was a lot of controversies about a lot of random penalties that, you know, like the dire one, you know, you know, he had his back turned to it. I feel like the people who are just dealing with this are just not doing a good job. I mean, Justin, I'm going to bring you into it. And you talk to me about about the situation because naturally we're very angry. We walk away with three points. And I think Mando's absolutely spot on. You know, it's... I think, you know, the lines, it, it, this, again, this decision is so bizarre and so baffling. It kind of reminds me of Roberto Firmino's armpit being offside and the lines being doctored and wonky. It's like a dodgy Instagram influencer's Photoshop fail. 
um you know you can literally see just the bent lines i mean it's it's humans but why was it michael oliver at the screen that is a big decision it's huge yeah, he needs the screens for the, he needs to look at the screens especially if it's the concept of a potential penalty and the potential for sending off on the first one and a game winning goal you can't just sit there and just like the match official, I get for offsides. That's the basically the relying on drawing the lines, but it's also what the fuck is the offside rule anymore? What is it? How does it work? Because nobody can explain it correctly. Nope. Like I guess now, basically, like if your shoulder your shoulder can play the ball, so basically they'll draw the line to the shoulder, and if your shoulder is offside, then you're offside, which doesn't make any sense because it's like what's it, you know it boils down to this for me. Everybody right now is stuck at home and watching a football match for 90 minutes a week is kind of a thing you look forward to. You know what you don't look forward to? Watching a sport where you've known the rules your entire life and all of a sudden they've changed to a point where you can't fucking explain them. We spoke about this, didn't we, before the show? Yeah. What are the, like, what is the offside rule? What is the handball rule? What are they right now? What are the rules around when you can award a card or not? Because, you know, I don't care on that original, on that original, um, bar, like if, if Van Dyke is offside or not, Pickford's tackle is one that could have injured the player. And guess what? It did. Virgil might be out for a while. Tiago injured because of that Richarlison tackle. Again, it's referees needing to control games. Decisions and VAR, part of that as well, too. Right. They need to actually sit there and say, no, I'll, let me take another look at that. I could have gotten this wrong in real time because I'm right there. It's 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 inexplicable. It, it, you can't explain it because of the fact that it's what is the rule and, and, and where's the where's any oversight on it? Honestly, I mean, it's just a damn shame that we're talking about technology and we're talking about fucking officiating in such a, a match like that, that, that you know everybody is up for and looking forward to it's the, arguably one of the biggest matches of the year you know for for both sets of fans uh even the neutrals you know you're, you're seeing online you're reading everything the talking points are how we got robbed how bad of the officiating is uh it's a shame that that's the talking point right ultimately you never want to be seen and you don't want to know yeah. it, it, we we should be talking about the match you know but we're talking about the officiating we're talking about how emboldened these players were because of the poor officiating we're talking about poor decisions made at a motherfucker looking at a tv screen in a remote area we're talking about shit that that, that we shouldn't be talking about we should be Three talking should have been sent off for them. to justin's point we wake we you know we, this is something that everybody looks forward to that's why we're on these discussions that's why we're having these conversations because this shit is important to us we enjoy this this is our escape this is our getaway this is you know how we decompress at the end of the fucking week i'm up at 4 30 in the morning to watch this shit show and then have a rant on here and talk to you guys about fucking michael oliver that's that's just that's pathetic that's pathetic that defeats the purpose of what you know that just defeats the purpose for everybody. Like the fans, this is just this is just terrible. It's just really not what we should be discussing. But unfortunately, that's the only talking point we have because two of our player, our best players, are injured now. You know, decisions didn't go our way. You know, and they're not always going to go your way. That's fine. I can live with that, I guess. But you know, it's the it's the it's the things that are going to come from this. So we have our best defenders injured. Tiago might be out again. And that's just unacceptable. That's the problem here is that we're talking about things that we shouldn't even be fucking talking about. We should be talking about a game of football and how we, and how the Reds beat Everton and we're not. Absolutely. And just to echo on that, you know, if the officiating was spot on, they should have had three players sent off. Alan should have had more than just a random yellow. He was disgraceful, disgusting all game. Um, you know, you're talking about Vishalison. 
sent off yep and uh, Pickford should have been gone as well you know there should have been some action taken against him um Yona I'll come back to you I'll let you have the final say um uh, and then we'll move on yeah just uh I so wanted Fernando as well to to get that winner that that could have been incredible just for spirit for everyone after the last game as well it's just annoying and the thing is, they won't change it after this game. It won't be changed not for the rest of the season as well. It's annoying, but, but, but we this move. Is what we've been, this is what we've been talking about in every match, right? Handball decisions, uh, not just us. I'm talking about across the board in the Premier League this season. Yes. The handball rule, nobody knows what the fuck it is. The armpit to, to, or the shoulder, as Justin was mentioning earlier, this is what the talking point of the Premier League in the 2020-2021 season will be for the remainder of it is going to be the officiating. It's going to be far and it's going to be poor, 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 blatantly stupid decisions. Yeah, I think there's only one way to fix this. You revert the offside rule to something that makes complete sense that we know of, right? Where it's just like the way it worked about two or three seasons ago. And you make it a judgment call for the linesman. And you and you change the handball rule and you make it a judgment call for the referee. And you just use VAR to basically review those subjective things, right? The way in which they're doing it right now is so overly technical and overthought that it makes no sense. Do you think maybe to make it easier, maybe each team has three shouts, like a bit like tennis and cricket, you only have like three shouts? Yeah, challenges. I mean, that's how it works yeah. in basically every Amer- – that's how, that's how replay works in every American sport, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the only one that it doesn't have that, that where you can't actually coaches can challenge in the NBA. It's a technical foul if you don't, I think. Um, but yeah, every single, that, that's basically how it works in every single American sport is that you get a certain amount of challenge, the, a certain amount of challenges that you can utilize. Um, I think that that's kind of the best way to do it because it, it gives the team that's, uh, aggrieved a chance to basically air their grievance rather than just relying on referees to self-police because they're not going to do that. Right. Michael, like, you know, Simon Brundage put this out on Twitter, but Michael, Michael, uh, Michael Oliver doesn't have to face any sort of media, media scrutiny. He doesn't have to talk to the, to the media about, about calls he's making. He gets to hide behind the PGMOL, right? And basically, you know, they're, that, them basically just stating, you know, coming up with ex post facto uh, explanations as to why they've made certain calls. And it just feels like it's trying to justify the why they've made a decision rather than uh, saying, you know, we fucked up. Now, in this particular case, I'm not going to take any. So- I wouldn't even take any solace from them apologizing and saying we screwed up because of the fact that it's going to cost us three points potentially, or it's going to cost us two points potentially, mm. and arguably our best player. So, like you know, you can uh, you know you can shove your uh, sorries in a sack, Mister. Yeah, we're not going to get anything from them. Um, it's just disgusting. I hate the fact that you know the referees and the officiating you know seem to want to overpower the game you know it's really sad um Jonas, thank you so much for your call appreciate it thank you never walk alone yes absolutely set the tone for my weekend right there okay um so if anyone wants to call in just um, uh, drop us a line um in the chat and we'll, we'll let you on um at the, right now it's just myself Justin and Mando will kind of discuss the game. So you know what? Um, there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of you know we're sat here and we're we're really annoyed and frustrated. I mean, let's kind of focus on them. Some positives. I mean, Thiago coming back, and I'll come to Thiago first. I mean, can we talk about him? I felt like he absolutely. I mean, I'm really 
intrigued to see the numbers that Gags pulls up on him, actually, because I felt like every time he got the ball, he always won it. And, you know, he'd fall, he'd still recover it and pass the ball. I mean, how impressed, and, you know, a few times had a few shots on goal as well. I mean, how impressed were you to see him look so good? I mean, I'm a massive Thiago Alcantara fan. I mean, since his days in Barcelona, Thiago Alcantara, the, the most impressive thing for me is the, the ease in which he he does everything, right? He makes the, the difficult plays look really easy. Uh, every pass has the perfect amount of weight on it, whether it's, you know, a cross-field pass or, or or whether we're switching play or or whether it's just a light layoff to, 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 to a striker or a player for a shot. Uh, his passing is just perfectly weighted all the time. Um, he's a really intelligent player, the way he uses space, the way he uses his body. Uh, Thiago Alcantara is just, he's, he's world-class. There's no, there's no denying that. Um, so it doesn't, I'm not shocked to see him be as good as he is. I'm not shocked to see him uh, fit right into the team and, and seamlessly do what he does best. Uh, for me, it, it, it's, it, it's kind of, you know, what, what I, what's expected from him. Uh, but it doesn't make it any less impressive, right? And and um, I think he's a player that 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 you know we got for 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 incredibly cheap, and he's going to be an asset to us going forward for a long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, Thiago Alcantara is just a class above, and um, he shows that he showed that uh, in his first uh, appearance, and he showed that again today. And I just look forward to seeing a lot more of that. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, just in, you know, your your thoughts about Thiago, because what I feel like is he just adds so much quality um, to our midfield. What I kind of noticed in the second half, though, was he was kind of looking up for runners. And I felt like towards the second half, in a certain period, I think it was around about 60 minutes, there was just nobody making the runs that he wanted. Yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, that'll come with, I think, playing more than 45 minutes with uh, the guys he's played with before, because I remember training is very different than playing in a match, and thus far the only time he's played a full, you know, any any match with us, and any match time with us was forty five minutes against a ten man Chelsea team. So, uh, you know, I think it's gonna, it's just gonna take time for him to, you know, get familiarity with everybody else and everybody else to get familiarity with him. But he's just incredibly technically good. Every single ball he plays is, is weighted correctly. Gets you get he puts balls into, and, and this is this is something I'm gonna this is something I'm gonna say not to kind of. Um, call out any of our other midfielders, but it's just something that most of them don't do, which is play the ball into the path of stride rather to the, than to players' feet, which obviously gives you the ability to uh, to, to make a play. Because obviously running onto something at pace, you, you're going to put a pressure on a defender more than just playing something to someone's feet and having them try to dribble around them. Um, I think it's really impressive how much he actually you know finds unsettled situations and just little openings to create things. I thought he was, I thought he was, I thought he was incredible. I thought, I mean, I thought he was the, the the best of any of the any of the players on the pitch today uh, on either team. Uh, just you know, positions himself well, controls the game, controls the tempo, pushes when we need to push, doesn't push when we don't need to, and uh, he doesn't take any unnecessary risks while still creating a lot of chances. So yeah, I think he's. I think that's the kind of player he is, and I just hope he's not out very long. Absolutely, and Dal just says I must say Thiago Mane had a great connection. Um, it's just a shame that Trent and Moore didn't today. Um, okay, we have another caller. I'm going to bring him in. It's Jay Reed. Jay, welcome to the show. Hello. Hiya, mate. You're right. Yes, yeah. <sighs> yeah, so and no, that was a bit of a fucking shit show, wasn't it? 
you know what actually be really good to get your perspective obviously scouts um yeah. uh, must have been really strange in the city i mean i know the first game after lockdown was uh, the merseyside derby and that was just a dreadful game i think liverpool just looked you know i think everyone was just rusty talk to me about your your feelings about just in general i mean you know the 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 result the you know the performance i mean the referee the fact that you know you are actually sat here now seething at the officiating i mean just share your thoughts basically uh, pissed off to be honest because we were robbed and there's no other mm. way about it like mm. for me var now has got to the point where it can't be officiated by referees it's got to be an independent panel which i've said all along you, you can't mm. have can't have people who are going on the pitch on a Saturday and then making decisions on a Sunday when they fucked up on a Saturday. It's it's not on for for the players, it's not on for the fans, it's not on for anybody. Like it should be maybe an older referee who's retired from the game, um, an ex player and maybe a, a technology official that that deals with with actual proper technology rather than like these lines that they're creating and <laughs> it just annoys me that like how how can you have these people who are so bad on the pitch making these calls? And uh, I, I don't know. It's just all week in work. I've been really quiet because the Blues have been really loud. And the only time I started marvelling off was Thursday saying we're going to do this because what happened to Villa won't happen again. We'll bounce back. He's underestimating our midfield that we'll have a different midfield you've not seen before. Which to be honest, mate, they can't they can't brag about that. Like they will, they will. They were fucking. They 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 should they should have lost badly in that game. In the end, we should have scored. We should have scored way more. They've already been on the phone saying, "Ah, VAR's finally gone in our favour. You didn't deserve to win." I'm like, "Did you watch the same game that I've just watched? Really, really? Did you watch that game? Because there was only one team in it, and we had double the amount of of attempts that they did. We, We had more of the ball." We had every every single marker that you could look for. The only thing that go. went in their favour was VAR. That's the only thing yeah. they had over us in the whole game. And it, it's annoying yeah. that they ruled things with an arm. I, I thought that's what the 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 thing had changed with arms and legs and stuff. It, it the going off a shirt sleeve. Well, Virgil, you can't score with your arm, so why can he be offside? Manny, you can't score with your elbow. How can you be offside? Well, it turns out it turns out that if you sit there and try to fix two rules to basically try to do one thing, and then the actual fix to those rules does the exact opposite and does the thing you were trying to get away from, you 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 fix them incorrectly. You you've broken it worse. Yeah, <laughs> this is why I think it should like VAR as a concept is really good, and mm. we probably do need it in the game given how fast it is compared to what it used to be. And the basics of VAR are all there to do very well. And we've seen benefits, we've seen the disadvantages. But it's the people using it. And if these people are constantly making bad decisions on the pitch, why are they sat behind the monitor on the Saturday and the Sunday then trying to make decisions when it's only human to try and correct any errors? And if they've made an error on the Saturday or they've made an error the week before and their interpretation of handball is different to the, the guy who's on the pitch... Then you, you, I'm sorry, you can't have them. You just got to have one independent panel who oversee every game, every week, and they're held responsible. Then, and then nobody can have any arguments to say, "Well, Martin Atkinson's on it this week, so you don't know what you're going to get." And like I've seen, it was Paul Tierney today when I seen it on Thursday. I think I put it in our fancy football WhatsApp. 
well, we might have the best ref out the bad bunch, but we've probably got a shambles of VAR, and lo and behold, we have. Yeah, I, I like your idea of outsourcing. I think it's something that Gags has always kind of said as well. And I think you're absolutely spot on, Mando. I'm going to bring you in. I mean, it does feel like, of course, you know, these referees, we, we you know, they, they've become celebrities or, you know, they've been, uh, they've become household names. Uh, and not for all the right reasons. I, I, you know, I grew up in an era where the, the baddest referee uh, in terms of I- iconicness was uh, Colina. And, you know, and he was known for all the right reasons. And now we sat here and the officiating has dropped so much. I mean, give me your thoughts about, you know, having a, an external body sort of managing VAR. Because I said at the beginning of last season, I feel like these refs are trying to sabotage it because they almost don't like their authority being questioned. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind an independent panel. I don't mind it being automated with technology. I don't mind any of that. I think this is spot on. I think having other officials sit behind a monitor uh, because they're not uh, officiating a match today is a problem, right? They're buddies. They're fraternity. They keep they keep tabs on each other. No one's going to call each other out on their bullshit. Um, fuck, it's the problem with police nowadays is that fucking there's not enough fucking cops doing what they need to do for the bad cops, right? I mean, that's what we're seeing on a fucking daily basis in a fucking in, in real world. But it's the same shit here, right? Like these fucking uh, these officials, they're buddies, they're friends. No one wants to call their friend on their bullshit. And to your point, yes. you know, yeah, then then you're giving up the the authority, you're giving up the, the, the you know your importance in the game. And the fact of the matter is, is they're important. But like you said, we shouldn't know. I would be very happy not knowing any of these motherfuckers' names. So true. And unfortunately, yeah. I know all of them, and it goes across the board. Mm-hmm. I know them all in baseball. I know them all in football because officiating is bad across the board in sports. Right. And it's because there's not enough. There's not enough policing by external people. There's not enough accountability held to Justin's point earlier to, to Simon Brunish's point on Twitter. Like, how come these motherfuckers aren't going up and having to interview? Why is Jurgen Klopp having to answer, have an interview after a match when he's still clearly emotional and then be asked uh, the same question 10 times? And his response today was, hey. I've had 10 interviews so far, and every one of them tells me that it was not offsides in, in terms of the Mane goal. I mean, uh, Henderson goal. Can that I just jump in as well? Feel, right. Just that, say, can't make, that can't why, make him Why don't you use the monitor? Why don't right. you, like, the, 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 the monitors are there. Why? That's what the technology is for. Exactly. Wow, to your point, but, like, in theory, it's a great idea. I also agree with that. I think it's necessary to an extent, but if you're doing it wrong, then it's useless. In fact, it's a detriment to the game, and that's what we're seeing. This is detrimental to the game of football. No one enjoys this. No one is comfortable after a goal. No one celebrates a goal anymore. In fact, everybody sits on their hands and kind of Mm -hmm. like waiting around. Did that happen? Mm -hmm. Did that not happen? That fucking kills the game. That kills the the fans as well in the the stadium. I'd rather at this point just have wrong calls done by the naked eye than have wrong calls done in slow motion. Yeah, like I'd rather not see it ten fucking times. And I can handle in... human error in real time. I Thank can't you. handle Thank human you. error when you've analyzed it and analyzed it and analyzed it. And you still got you're it wrong. Analyzing. Now, now you're, you're inadequate. slowing it down. You're slowing it down. You have a bird's eye view. You have fucking fifteen camera angles. There's no excuse. At least in live, real time, it's like, yeah, man, you look bang bang to me. I can live with it. Look bang bang to me if those are the fucking rules. But those aren't the rules. The rules are okay. Let's slow it down. Let's take a look and let's get it right. We're slowing it down. We're taking a look and we're getting it fucking wrong. That's the main problem. I think they need to get rid of the lines. They they obviously don't work. 
I don't even think that. I don't. I don't. Like, I don't even you, think, Mando, in the picture that we've got, that the line is actually level with the eighteen-yard box line. It's not. It's not. Like, so it's how it. is it offside? It makes no sense to it, me. It doesn't not make sense. But the problem. The problem so is, weird. how come this motherfucker isn't coming out? The guy who fucking said, hey, you know what? That is offsides. How come he's not coming out and explaining to me why it's fucking offsides? Because yeah. it's a little boys it club, me. isn't it? It's the boys Explain club. that shit to me. And then even if you're fucking wrong, I can live with it. But yeah. with no explanation, no one can live with this. This is unacceptable, man. The FA has some shit that they got to figure out. These officials got some shit that they got to figure out. Because the game in English football especially is going to shit. Thing is, if like, if it, if it takes that many looks, then it's not obvious, and the yeah. the the, the words they go with clear and obvious. If it's 100%. not clear and obvious, go with the guy on the field, and he 100%. gives the goal. I can't. I can't. But agree that's with where. That more. But, but that's where basically the offside rule is where they've fallen into basically a trap on on, on uh, VAR because they've decided that clear and obvious is basically down to the technical explanation of the offsides rule because they have those lines. So it's like, you know, but it's clear not, and obvious. I, 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 I get the lines right, bro. You see the lines They fucked the offside rule anyway by playing on like four seconds after an offside's given and the oh, line controls just flag up. Don't get me, that don't that get me needs started. to go. Like, I, I don't even know. How, it, it's frustrating for fans, but how frustrating must they be if you're on the pitch and you play on, but then you're not sure if you are or on offside and do it, give it full pelt if you're one on one on goal or not. Like it, it, it just doesn't work. And the, the <laughs> method thing's too much, it's it's gone too far. And players well, are going to get injured because of that. that point. The, the, the line, the line things, like you, you can clearly see on the naked eye, you didn't even need any lines. Mane for that second, for the third goal, sorry, is blatantly onside. You didn't even need lines. And then it's not the point of like. Then those two lines, I'm pretty sure when when they show in the picture, the red line is our side. Well, the red line for one is offside and the blue line is on, but then they flipped it round for the other way. So for the Virgil goal, as Virgil challenge, the red line indicated offside and the blue was on. But then for the Mane one, I think it was the other way round. So the red line again showed of offside and the blue line showed them on. Why not just make it red for Liverpool and blue for Everton if that's what you're going to do? Because it's confusing. Like, if you're trying to figure that out, and the, the way the line's on the pitch, you can clearly see on the Mane one from the far side where the linesman's looking, it's probably three yards, two to three yards in the penalty box. On the near side of which the camera angle is, it's about four. If, if, if the league, it, it, if... It's, it's so wrong. If the league is going to charge people pay-per-view to watch matches, if the league is going to do all this shit, dude, they got to get their shit right. They have to start getting this shit right. They have to start holding people accountable. They have to have these people go in front of microphones and explain themselves. But none of this makes sense. This is literally the worst thing in the game because every match that you watch as a neutral, whether it's your team, it doesn't matter. You're watching a match in the Premier League. There is the talking point in that match where VAR got it wrong or the officials don't know what the fuck they're doing. Whether it's a handball, whether it's an offsides, whether it's a red card today with Pickford, those things are talking points in every single match. No one is talking about the football anymore. That is a problem. That is a problem to your brand. Yeah, and, and, and I and I think VAR should be used differently in different scenarios. Like remember that week when we had all the the handball controversies. 
And I, I, my suggestion was on Media Matters was simple, that what you do is make the referees go back and look at it, but not in slow motion. Make them look at, let them watch it back in real time. Everything looks like a deliberate handball in slow motion. Look at his intentions, his body movement. You know, it, it looks... Intent's gone. The removed intent has just got to be... In a position um, to hit the arm. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. When I grew up, handball was um, hand to ball, not ball to hand. And now, I mean, we saw the dire situation where it hit him and he had his back turned. He wasn't even looking at the ball and a penalty was given. It's just getting really, really ridiculous. And I feel like it's, I feel like I re- actually do feel for defenders. Yeah, like uh, someone's just said on Discord, then I, I just like I say, I don't really come on this, but I thought I'll come on and see what people are saying because I was frustrated with those around me because as Reds, they're all frustrated and the Blues are just giving it up. We're not discussing the match, we're discussing the referees yes. again. Mm. Again, and this one, I guarantee this will not be the only game this weekend where VAR or referees have messed yeah. up and it'll affect the results. And it, it's damaging, like. All right, it's early on in the season, but like this could go for other teams later on, and this could cost jobs and careers. Like we could have lost a career, or we could lose three or four months, maybe six. I don't know how bad the Virgil's <clears throat> career because incompetence and Pickford's not going to get any consequences from this. Richarlison will get a free game ban, but Thiago could now be out for a few months because that was a ridiculous challenge. Like they, they need to start clamping down on stuff like this and I, I don't even want to go into the Pickford thing because I'm sure it's been done to death but like even Peter Walton the most horrible biased ref that BT can pick up said it was a red card regardless of being offside so basically they're giving free licence now to players if they want to go and stand offside but they want to go and smash a goalkeeper then that's fine because that's the precedence you've just set yeah. right. you can literally maim a, maim a player if if he's offsides is what they showed today. My thing there is like Pickford's done shit like this before. He'll do it again. If there's no punishment, if there's no repercussions, if there's no none of that shit, this dude's going to play like this all the time. He's a reckless player. This isn't surprising. In a derby, emotions runs high. This is this is going to happen when you let the game get out of hand, and that's what's happening right now. I mean, that should have been an automatic red card. Uh, it's it's just it's just insane. This is insane that we're talking so much about this even an hour after this match. When we haven't really discussed football, it was men against boys in every aspect. They were every the aspect. they were the boys who were getting petulance, and we were the men who were being professional. And one hundred percent, it 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 just frustrates me now. Like we we can't rectify this because the game's gone. But even the fact that we can't rectify the results because that'll be another what four months or five months till we play Everton. I'm dreading going to work on Monday. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it with that because. I'm going to go in as angry as I am now and it's just mm. going to be shit. <laughs> but because it, Everton have just robbed us and they know quite well they've robbed us. Like, all right, we've had decisions in the past that have been marginal, but to get things so wrong, it's so frustrating. So, yeah, I, I'm done with football till, till Wednesday and hopefully we bounce back. Yeah, my little advice to you, Jay, is, um, you know, if the people give you shit, just say to them, it is nice of Everton to finally get a, you know, a point. Because it's <sighs> what they've always been playing for. You know what? Just rub it back at them. A week ago, oh, they were up their title challenge. The flipping idiots. Oh, I, it, it's oh, just, it, it, I, I'm surrounded it, by them. It's horrible. Like I think the first just... word comes to mind, meth. 
it, it, oh, that, that does, does much more yes, insulting sure, words I will use. Sure. <laughs> if what they're bragging about is a point at home within which their team went out and did that, as far as the cheapness of their tactics, alongside the fact that you know they still drew and should have lost, right? There's not a whole ton to brag about there for them. This is uh, it's like puffing. It's like uh, puffing out your chest after uh, stealing candy from an infant. Yeah, and Jay, I've got another suggestion for you. Righty says, um, I just kind of say when's um, the um, Ev DVD will be out on Monday, so maybe throw that joke at them. Oh, yeah, the DVD, yeah. the banners, they, they'll, yes. oh, they, they'll have a lot. Like, shops aren't open, but there'll be online sales for them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, the human- just sad. I, do you know what they are? They're beneath us. All right, they're both over yes. the table, but the miles beneath us. Yes. And- They've got it off this little five minutes of fame. So, yeah, like sometimes saying nothing is best than saying too much at all. Yeah, absolutely. Let, you know, hopefully we turn this around. But you know what? Try, try living in confidence and, you know, um, as positive as you can. I know it's hard. But, uh, Jay, thank you so cool. much for calling. Catch you soon. Take care. Right. Bye. Oh, gosh. I, I, this is what I mean. It just keeps coming back to referees. This is what we're constantly talking about. You know what? Um, Justin, I'm going to come to you. I've not heard from you in a while. Can we talk about our front three? Because, oh, my God, what a breath of fresh air with Sadio Mane in that front three. And, you know, what a massive miss he was. And it wasn't talked about enough. The fact that he they was missing. Really good. They were really, really good today. Mm. Uh, I, think Bobby created, I think Bobby created space and did a good enough job on the press. Um, mm. they're, you know, we kept their midfield from playing, and that's largely due to our press. I thought, you know, our midfield three was very good. Uh, our front three was very good. We we kind of we stopped them from playing a lot. Um, I, I wish we could have done it more. And uh, you know, I think what was behind them made that a bit. Uh, you know, there were there were some tactical gaps, and we can get to that in a bit. But um, I thought Bobby was you know better than he has been for us in a while. I still think that the passing and attacking play from Bobby needs to be better. But um, it, it was, it was improved you know, today. Yeah, it was absolutely- improved today. It was improved today. He did try to at least get himself into positions to try to you know actually attempt to attack the other team's net. And then, you know, Mane and Salah... Justin, did you watch Brazil play? Um, apparently, they played Peru, and my sister informed me that Bobby scored it was on twice. an absolute worldie, and Richarlison yeah. tore poked it in. Typical Richarlison. Yeah. yeah, I mean... <laughs> Dirty. Apparently, he was very, very good. Apparently, he was very good for them, uh, you know, in that uh, in that match. But otherwise, I mean, I thought, he was, I thought he was good today. I think he did a good job creating space. I think that Salah was actually... I think Salah was very good. I mean, his goal is fantastic. It's a, it's a really great finish. Um, Mane, also very, very good. His goal is a nice finish. And then also, I think something that's going to it's gonna be underrated for, for Mane's goal is the fact that Salah's ball to uh, mm. to Robertson to create, Mane's, yes. to, to create Mane's finish takes out three defenders. Um, mm. you know, Mo, Mo, the creativity in Mo's game, I think, is finally starting to be seen more widely by everybody. Whereas, you know, you know, he he's not just seen as oh he's just a, a finisher. No, he he can do everything. And um, I think the more we play, you know, the more we play through him, the better we typically look. Uh, him and Mane, I, I think, are just the, the thing that I really love about the two of them is that they complement each other really, really well because they both do such mm. different things. Like yes. Mane is a better ball carrier through the middle third of the pitch than Mo is. Mo is a better creative passer than Mane is. Yes, they both they both make runs for each other, and I think that you know there's a lot of uh, conjecture amongst the Liverpool support as to whether or not the two of them like each other. And I think my point is, who cares? They have really good chemistry on the pitch. 
They don't need. They're to passing to each other more than ever, in my in my opinion. Yeah, their chemistry is uh, really great. Uh, yeah, I think they're fine. Um, they say they're brothers all the time. I think today XG chain um, Salah one point four one, Mane one point six five. Fucking off the scale, man. They were they were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. And Bobby one point one two. Let's not even say that. So. They were creating everything. They were involved in yes. everything today. Yes. All of them. And like, that's why I said really harsh to come out with a draw. Yeah. And it'll feel like a loss for them. But I thought I thought they really went at this Everton side that were that is their first team today. And they really gave them a, a, a smashing, you know, a real good smashing. Just a shame Mo and Mane didn't finish a couple of those chances in the first half that they had. Otherwise, you know... It could have been a massacre, you know, at, at half time. It could have been really, could have been the Villa. Could have been what happened with us and Villa 4 1 down at half time for them. Then you just don't know what happened, second half. Shane, but these things happen. What can you do? It's come, yeah. and it comes it's down. Good, you, yeah. One of the big things we always used to say is don't let it come down to a referee. Don't let the game come down to a referee. And you know what? That's what's happened with us today. We've actually let it come down so that VAR could decide it. And it's a bitch. Agreed. And Mando, um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the attack. Um, it's good to have you know the front three back, you know, and they they look great together. And Gads has just shared some, you know, XGs with us. Yeah, they were good. I mean, it's what you come to expect from those guys, right? They're world class players. Um, I mean, that finish from Mo was was spectacular. Um, I think Mo's ability to hit a ball on a volley and a half volley has really improved, and it's like it's ridiculously good. Um. Sadio's goal was also beautiful. Yeah, uh, both finishes finish. are superb. Uh, great finish. Um, mm-hmm. I think he could have had another one. He tried to open his hips and hit the hit the hit the far post, uh, and, and with a nice little ball from from uh, Robertson there. Um, so we had our chances that we should have scored. I mean, Matip, great save from uh, Pickford there. Uh, but the attack was 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 doing what they do. They were they were in full flow. They were playing well. Uh to your guys' point, Bobby played a lot better today. He looked a lot more lively yes. making the runs he needed to make, the spacing. Um he did the defensive work that he always does, but I think being away with, with Brazil uh, really gave him a little bit of confidence that he that he that he needed. I mean sometimes this, as a player you, you just like to see the, the, the back of the net ruffle a little bit, you know, and then then so that's good. Um we need that we need that confidence. I'm also glad that we took him off. Um you know, with the travel, with, with, with the games he's played, the amount of minutes he played away, it's good to get him some rest. Um, but it's not, I mean, the attack does what they do. They were great. They were wonderful. Um, they, they they do what they do. Like you guys said, the passing between each other, Mane and Salah has been so much better. The understanding there, uh, the spacing, all of it was good today. Um, we just got robbed. I mean, it is what it is. We should have won. The Henderson finish was nice too. I think all in all, we really played well. Um, defensively, we had mental lapses, and then we could have been better. Some guys were lack of days ago, and, and then they could have been better. But offensively, in the midfield, I thought today did as good a job as we could have in a derby. We controlled the game. We did as much as we could. Um, set pieces cost us, and uh, that that happens. And the officiating, obviously. Absolutely, I think we've pretty much discussed the you know the the key crooks of the game. We've discussed the attack. We've discussed the midfield. We've discussed you know the defense. Um, any final like thoughts or points from that game that you kind of feel need highlighting? Um, obviously, we've, we've talked to death about the officiating. So, um, Justin, I'll come to you. Um, anything that you know you feel like needs discussing or needs addressing? I mean, I just hope Virgil is okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that I, I think him him and Allison being out for the long term, and hopefully Allison's back rather quickly. 
Yeah. Um, but him, him and Allison being out for the long term doesn't uh, portend well for for us. I think that we have enough to, uh, you know, maybe scrape by for for a short period of time. But the longer either one of the two of them are out, um, and I think it's either or. I don't think it's an end. Right. We we need we need both of them. Um, mm-hmm. The the uh, you know the longer that they're they're out, the uh, the more precarious our position becomes. Yeah, absolutely. I could not agree more. And I think, you know, I think maybe Alison coming back maybe instills some confidence in it. Maybe Joe Gomez as well. You know, maybe it's a short term fix for him as well. I think I think you're right. I think getting one of them back at least. Yeah. You know, if if Ali's back soon, then it just gives the people at the back a little bit more, you know, security, a bit more safety. They know the man can bail them out if they make a mistake and and I and I think um Matip and, and Joe could do a good job and yeah. Have to be fab, but let's let's hope. Let don't believe anything on Twitter just yet. There's no way that someone's going to have an initial scan and it's going to be leaked out within an hour after the game, guys. So you, you'll yeah. see some. Oh, bullshit of course like, not. That's usually yeah. like you find. So that out there's there's some big bullshit. It's going to be Monday till you hear anything, and officially as well. The way Liverpool are, they don't let anything out. So yeah, you know, just 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 hope it's nothing. And he and he walked off. So that was one thing. He did walk off. So yeah. let's hope it's a precaution more than one anything. One thing I did notice, though, when, of course, that little T-Rex injured Virgil van Dijk and he tried helping him up. Um, I lip-read Virgil van Dijk and he went, fucking get off me. <laughs> like, you fucking leave me alone, you know? Like, yeah. move you little... Oh, I wouldn't arms. be surprised if he was on crutches outside waiting for him now. Yeah. And just strangles him up. But my curse, to pick for, my curse to pick for days, you know, may you wake up with, um, you know, even shorter arms horrible little cretin and he looks like he smells i'm sorry he looks like he's got poor hygiene there was there was no karma today was there like that mm. goal the winning goal was karma that he yes. It up. yes literally yeah. none today for us everything went last couple of games everything that could go wrong has gone wrong it shouldn't you know it probably shouldn't really get any worse than that only way is up now Absolutely. And um, what about yourself, Mando? Any uh, any final thoughts or points from the game that you'd like to share before we move on to Man of the Match? I, I enjoyed seeing that midfield three together. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a really, really, I'm probably arguably one of the biggest Ginny Wijnaldum fans, you know, for our midfield. And um, to see him omitted was a little bit surprising. Um, but mm. at the end of the day, I thought that this trio played really well together. Um, Hendo hadn't played a minute for us for a little while. Um, and he had some some time with international duty, so I didn't know how he'd be, but he didn't skip a beat. Jordan Henderson looked really good. Um, Fabinho was great. I wouldn't mind seeing Fabinho at center back, though, maybe midweek. Um, yeah, just to give uh, maybe Gomez a mental break or something, but at the end of the day, I thought the midfield was really good, and they played really good together. I didn't know what to expect uh, with those three skill sets, uh, but it was pretty seamless in a game that needed a little bit of a toughness in that midfield they they, they had it then they yeah. played really well i thought they completely com- control that midfield in my opinion too and it's nice that klopp's got different little combinations now that he can play with because i initially thought Ginny as well no right. absolutely um without guys... a drop of quality anymore either yeah um, yes at all you know what i mean like the midfield is the position where we are probably as set as anybody um i'd like to see obviously we'd all like to see another defender we all probably the attack too. adding jota was really nice i think he's fit in pretty seamlessly and played really well he was good on the international break the quality is starting to get built and the depth is starting to get built um but we just we just uh, we just need the results to start going our way a little bit we need a little bit of rub, uh, rub of the green here yeah absolutely i thought jota when he come on i mean you know 
looks really impressive and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him and it doesn't look like there's like a downgrade in terms of what he's coming off off the bench. Okay, guys, man of the match. And Justin, I'm going to come to you first. Who was your man of the match and why? Uh, Tiago Alcatara. Yes. Uh, controlled the game, controlled yes. everything. Didn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't give the ball away cheaply, creates a lot, does tons of things defensively, does tons of things in an attacking sense, does tons of things in a possessing sense, presses well. Um, just a magnificent footballer who had a really good day. Completely agree with you. And Yona says as well, yep, completely agree. Tiago Omani for him. And what about yourself, Mando? Who's your man of the match and why? Yeah, I can't argue with that. I thought it was great from him with uh especially being his first derby against Everton. I thought it was wonderful. But I'm gonna I'm gonna actually differ here. I'm gonna go with uh with Mo. Oh. I thought Mo played really well. Mm. I thought he found good spacing. I thought Mo even tracked it back really well today. Um that finish was spectacular. That pass to uh to Robertson to open up Mane was sublime. Uh Mo Salah uh continues to, to uh to prove that he's world class on a weekly basis and uh, i thought that i thought today was no different so there was pl- there was people in my whatsapp group um that i'm in uh saying can you get mo off please just before he scored and i was like oh, are you fucking God. crazy how do you take your best player off or one of your best players off? you just lost verge and you ain't got no allison you're gonna take money or one of money and mo off are you mad you need them this is your spine and then he yeah. goes and does that and i went nuts in that group i was like fucking take him off now bitches but well, that's um, the thing with both of them, right? Mane and, and Mo. Yeah, like, you can't take either of them. Yeah, all it takes is a split you can't second. Take I mean, off. you give them a half chance, and 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 they're yeah. capable of doing what they do. Um, you know, I thought I think the whole taking Bobby off was was pre planned. I think his his international duty yes. really really uh, it, it looked like that was planned. Amanda, that's that's um, that's something Klopp does. You know, eight out of ten games anyway. Bobby's off. You right, know, 10, right, 10 right. minutes to go, 15, because he runs, he presses the most, he does the most work. You know, you want to, you don't want to, you don't want to uh, smash him. And you've got players that can come and do that. Like, exactly. like Jota, like um, Minamino, Taki can come in and do that. But the other right. two are so unique in what they do that you just can't risk, unless you're up two, three goals, you can't risk taking one of them off, you know? It's so true. No, you never 100%. throw the towel in on them. Never, never do and because, it. And because of the work he does and the, the fact that he needs to be coming off a lot as, as often as he does because because of the work rate and stuff, I think that's a really smart move by by Edwards and, and Klopp to focus on somebody that could come in and cover for him, whether it's Minamino, whether it's Jota, um, more so than the other guys because the other two are so incredibly unique, um, yeah. to mm. your point, Gags. Um, okay, they're not so... replaceable in any way. Nope. So I've gone with um, Tiago, like Justin. Got Mando there on Mo. So Gags, you know what? Because you've been coming in and out, I'm going to give you the honour and let you pick a man of the match. I've been waiting for him to play for so long and like he came in and he went out because of COVID and stuff. So you know what? I want to give it to uh, Tiago. Tiago Alcantara. We have to. We have to. We have to today. Yeah. We have to. So he was, he was fantastic. Saucy as fuck. Um, just you know, just everything he's got, everything he can tackle, he can pass. He saw it all, yes. And um, and I think also with this player is with with the, with someone missing like Verge, who gives you calmness every few minutes. This guy's this guy. Hopefully, the leadership comes through because he was saying to people when he, when he was picking up a ball in the box after it broke to him. Usually, one of our midfielders just leathers it out, and he just put his arms out to everybody and said, "Calm, I've got this." And he just and he just dribbled the ball out the box. And there was parts in the midfield as well where he did the same. It came to him, three people round, shimmy, space made, player gone, that's it, pass gone. You know, it, those little things, slowly, as he starts to play more, 
the team will feel more comfortable with him in front or with him behind them. And I think then you have another player that you can rely on, another player that the people feel comfortable with. And I think it's massive, it's an intangible, but the effect that Adrian gives you, we've seen it. We saw it in the last game, you know. And today, did you notice, he he was hoofing everything. There was no touch from Adrian in this game. He did not touch the ball and pass. He just hoofed. Yes. And he needs to continue to do that. Yes. And there was one back pass that did go back to him, and then he hit a short pass to either Matip or Gomez in front, and I was so shitting myself. Yes, yes. I was I yelling at my yes. TV. I was yelling at my Second TV, half, like, yes, boot, it, boot it, boot yes, it, boot yes. it, boot yeah. it. And when he, when he took the, the step and he took the touch, I said, oh, fuck. But yeah, that's the like problem it. with him booting. But part of the problem with him booting long every single time, it doesn't and, go to our player. And this is, it doesn't go to our player. And mm. half the time, his like short passes booting. don't go to our player. Bro. I get it. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, it's just, I get it. It's just like it, 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 it's it's the it's really just lamenting the fact that we wish we had a, key, a a backup keeper who was more suited to how we play. Let Tiago take his goal kicks. There, job done. Yeah, it'll be right on someone's head. But I think I think what I'm trying to say is the calmness that Alisson and the VVD bring. I think we're gonna get that in the midfield now as well. Yes. And you know, we rely we rely on them on the forward line anyway. We're always safe with them three playing and we feel safe. But in midfield, uh we always argue everybody argues about the midfield, but if Tiago's gonna be in there, I think everybody, the fans, the players, everyone will just have a semblance of calmness around everything. And I think slowly that'll come once he starts playing all the time. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to him. If, if uh, I hopefully he played on, I think Klopp's maybe just saying it that he might be injured. I couldn't see it did look bad, but I, if played on for what five ten minutes, yeah, yeah. he, was still, he was still pinging it. Let me tell. Oh you. God, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe he'll be a bit sore, so he might not play Wednesday. But I, I expect him to be back for um for next Saturday's game against yes. uh, Sheffield. Is it? So yeah, from my point of view, give it to Tiago. Okay. He's going to grow and grow. Okay, well, I've got a suggestion from Del because it's a one-off game. I think we're quite angry. He wants to suggest a see you next Tuesday of the match. I'm not going to say the word. Um, so who frustrates I'll say you? it. Come to the match. <laughs> okay, so um, I think there's loads of shouts for this. Can we do re- referees the, and players? The, no, no, no. It's we'll the VAR official. Players, players only. Players. Players only. Okay, I think the officials is already – that's everybody's public enemy number one right now. Uh, oh, Jordan Pickford. Your, it's easy answer. Jordan Pickford. It is, but for me, for me, that's man. so easy. That's shit. Both of those are so easy. For me, it's Thomas. Oh, wow. For a yellow card. <laughs> asking for a fucking yellow card for a player when you guys are fucking playing that way and going out to injure people and you're asking for fucking a card because some guy tripped you up real quick. Listen here, bitch. Shut the fuck up. To Justin's point, I like, earlier. I like, I like how my, basically my rant came full circle to to Mondo. We're a team, <laughs> buddy. We're a team. We're a team. Oh, dude! But that guy, that guy, fuck him. That loving that that everybody has, fuck him. He showed what he is. I knew this fucking fucking. I've seen him play for Colombia. He's a fucking petulant, a fucking entitled little bitch, and he showed that today. I just <laughs> wish we pressed him more. Quote me honestly. On that. I wish we pressed him more. It wouldn't have happened. The goal wouldn't happen. Nothing. But yeah, yeah I'm he's really... a player that is used to space. He played in leagues that give you space. Exactly. And we now be everybody doing it. is, and everybody in the Premier League against who he's played before us respected that space. Said, "Oh, this guy's world class. I watch him on TV. He had a great fucking World Cup, fucking a few years ago." So what? Like if you play him and you press him, I've seen it. I've seen it fucking in Copa America. I've seen it often. 
he goes missing in games. The, soon, the league will figure it out. He will go missing in games. Yeah. Okay, I love I love that shot, by the way. So left because I think a lot of people would have gone for the obvious of the two, you know, the two that one should have got sent off and one that did get sent off. I love that. And actually, when you kind of break it down and, you know, the, the hypocrisy of asking for a yellow when your own team is literally breaking, trying to break players' legs. Yeah, I think that's a valid shout, Amanda. Has anyone got anything different? I want to go Richarlison anyway, because, you, you know, Pickford, obviously, they're obvious ones, but... There was li- literally no need. Like, obviously, Pickford didn't know it was offside, went for a challenge, was bad. This guy, the foul was given. Like, the foul, the foul before was given. He still goes in like a fucking cunt. So, you know what? It's just disgusting and dirty from, from him. Honestly. Honestly, that's... Yeah, he's going to get some hate. Yeah, proper hate in absolutely. Liverpool. Righty and um, uh, Yona both are shouting for Alan. Uh, yeah, he should have been sent off as well. Let's be honest, a dirty, dirty game. Uh, Justin, I already said Pickford. Okay, so you're going Pickford. Okay, little arms gets it from you, the smelly one. Okay, the Botox one, the smelly one, and you know. The, the scummy one, right? Okay, so that's done. Let's go to plugs, Justin. I'm going to come to you because you know, lots of respect for you as always, but. Take it away. All right. So I'm not going to plug anything besides, um, you know, the, and we'll, we'll go to LFCNY's Twitter um, account and we'll, we'll bump this. But we have a, a GoFundMe um, raising cash for fan supporting food banks. Um, LFCNY and the Evertonians Club, supporters club in New York of uh, New York have uh, launched this as a joint uh, fundraising venture. Um, Obviously, with Liverpool going into Tier 3 lockdown, there's going to be some people who are going to be uh, food insecure. It's already a big problem within mm-hmm. the city, and anything we can do to help. Um, we set a target of $5,000. We've raised over six. Um, we're going to keep the page up through probably Amazing. the end of this through the end of this week, so probably you know, end of day tomorrow. But um, if you can, um, please donate. Um, you, you can find, like I said, you can find the link uh, being tweeted from LFCNY. Absolutely. And Justin, where can people find you on Twitter if they want to get in touch as well? LFC New York is the Twitter handle for the official yeah, GoFundMe page. Yeah. You can find me at Rolls on Shabbos. I am a lot less uh, censored there than I would be through the LFC on my Twitter account. Yes. Absolutely. Well done, Justin. Yes. So, so you know, you know what? Actually, people, just go and follow LFC New York. They're always doing fantastic work. They're always reaching out to communities and, you know, them reaching out to the city of Liverpool. Um, I'm glad that it's been a huge success and it's got a lot of support on a global scale. Um, Mando, I'll come to you. Any plugs from yourself? Uh, no, I don't want to take away from what Justin and his and 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 um, the team in New York is doing. So I think that's uh, the appropriate thing to highlight here. Mm. Um, so everybody, go if you can. Please spare a dime. Donate. Um, help. Um, it's nice to see good in the world and, and these guys do phenomenal work. This isn't the first time and I know it won't be the last time. Um, so please support if you can. Other than that, I just want to say everybody to be safe, um, to be smart. Uh, we're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. So let's not let our guard down. Be kind, wear your masks and think about others. Um, that's really the only message I have. I think that's a perfect um, positive note to kind of end the pod mm. on. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Justin and Mando for joining us. Thank you to all our callers. You've been incredible. Thank you for joining us live as well, people. Thank you for your contribution in the chat box. I know it's not the result that we kind of wanted, but you know what? We'll come back and we're going to come back stronger. Till next time, take care. 
and look the reds. Podcast Network.